What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bash Brothers Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Chandler. This over here is my co-host, Jordan Harris. We're the Bash Brothers, the only podcast where it's like sitting back with your friends, talking sports, life, everything in between. Jordan, how you doing on this Saturday, brother? It's normally Sunday. I'm thoroughly impressed. You got through that in one take, was, minus was, some laughing. Which I was hey, cracking I get it. up the whole time just because it's I a good it. feeling, man. It's good. Oh, it is. It it's is. Good times. Uh, we are approximately... 10 months since we filmed our last episode of the podcast and that 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 is an interesting episode to go back and listen to ain't it yeah yeah when you think about it i mean we were correcting some things and very incorrect i felt like we were either dead on like we were seeing the future or completely off like we had no idea what we were talking about no i was because i know i said usc would be a bust and i mean they lost to tulane you know at the end of the season and and they lost to utah no i I think we both had texas winning the conference which technically wasn't all the way wrong i mean texas did well no texas didn't win the conference Mm -hmm. texas did go the natty just not the Texas we picked. That's a hey, good yeah, point. That was what we but we just didn't say Texas Christian That's University. Right. We didn't add all. We were shorthanding it. Man. Yeah, and that it was, was all that was. It was crazy. I was I was listening to that podcast the other day while I was cutting the grass, and I was just laughing as I was doing it because I'm like, some of these are just terrible. I did say that Kate Klubnick would take man, over so for DJ. I mean, yeah, after yeah. the season was over, because I've tell you, because I and and I yeah, I, I mean, I I'll. I'll I'll tip the cap to you on that one. But I was referring to, cause, and, and we talked about this behind the scenes, everybody, all the talking heads, I'm not referring to you. Oh, by week three, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. talking like the pates of the world talked about it, cover three, all the big heads. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, DJ stuck it in there until about he like did. week 10 or 11. He did. And, of course, we got to cover it but with a new school now, a little bit different of an orange. A lot of but, new schools, a lot of new yeah. schools. That might that might be some one of the better uh, quarterback moves that might we end be. up talking about might here. Be. It's not bad at all. Man. How has uh, how's life been in the in the last ten months? Man, I barely remember what I ate for lunch yesterday, much less what happened in the last ten months. We just ate an all you can eat hibachi spot. We did planning some podcast notes here. Uh, let me think though. Um, first year of marriage. How's first it year going? Of marriage. It's going good. It's going good. You yeah, don't but- want to, you don't want to take her back. Don't want to give her back. You yeah, mean? give her back. I was about to say take her back. Well, whatever I mean, store you bought her, I don't know. Yeah, I was about to say take her back implies that you know she's left. But yeah, she has not left. I get what you're saying. To this note, but yeah, got married. Uh, we went on a honeymoon. I've already been on a cruise this year. We you have, dude. You've been balling. The Georgia Bulldogs win a second. We did. Consecutive we'll natty. get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. But no, it's been it's been really good. Uh, the room is a little more fuller now than it was yeah, last sure. time we filmed in here. Man, we've been we have been uh. We've been on quite a tear. We have. If you name it, we collect. Between the two of us, I literally think if you name it, we collect it. Yeah, I agree. Neither of us has pennants. I mean, I have like three, nah. but. So, uh, how, how's Wildcat Nation been? Man, Wildcat Nation. You know, it's uh, Kentucky. Dude, I love Kentucky. I really yeah. do. Not not the sports team, the place. Uh, <laughs> school has been great. Year one down, one-fourth of the way through. In terms of being around sports, it's a whole different world. They do not care about college football like we do. Right. But they care about professional football because it's right on the cusp of, like, I have friends who are, like, massive Pittsburgh fans, massive Cincinnati fans. We're actually going to a Cincinnati Reds game uh, in a couple weeks. Uh, massive. Oh, that'll be sweet. I'm kind of oh, jealous Great American one. Ballpark. I'm pumped. I think it'll be a blast watching the Braves play. But, yeah, it's uh, college basketball, obviously, is in their blood. But yeah. You know, it's 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 nice, but I mean, I definitely miss uh, I miss the homies, and I miss uh, I miss talking about college football and yeah. uh, live sports and everything in between. Yeah, absolutely, with you, pal. Well, speaking of college football, I know we're a little bit overdue for this, but I think we would be 
remiss as alumni from the University of Georgia to not talk about. Well, let's just take a walk down last season as a whole yeah, me- memory lane. Um, yeah. I think it's actually better to do it now in retrospect because a lot of the emotion is, yeah. has has left. Yeah. Now you're just in the phase where you're like, you know, as Georgia fans, Georgia won, we're going to enjoy it. Yeah. Don't care what anybody 100%. says. Uh, we watched the Natty on New Year's – was it New Year's Eve or New Year's Day? The, that wasn't the Natty. No, that no, was, that was the Natty. That oh, yeah, yeah. Natty. I, I got what you're saying now. Yeah, yeah. yeah that no, was No, it was New Year's Eve was when we – because – the the kick drops. That's right. It was the, it was the 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 miracle at midnight. Well, yeah. just looking back on last season, a lot of interesting things happened. We saw Alabama lose two football games, yeah. uh, which I think was was a, an interesting thing. Yeah, we saw Ohio State lose again to Michigan. Yeah, that's two years yeah. in a row. I think that was an interesting thing. We saw we predicted Texas. Texas kind of fell apart. They did. You know, on the injury yeah. of Quinn Ewers. We saw Sonny Dykes in year one just explode onto the scene. I mean, yeah. literally, set. we thought that uh, Mel Tucker set the bar high at Michigan State year one yeah. there. Yeah. But, no, now now your bar as a first-year head coach is make it to the net. Yeah, absolutely. You know, not realistically, but what other thing? What what am I? What what heavy things I think, am I? I think one thing that's most interesting, especially for the world that college football is in and is going to, is I think Lincoln Riley proved – that you could do things relied on just the transfer portal. I mean, we can't overstep how big of a season USC had. I mean, granted, it kind of fell apart at the end for them. But, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't think anybody expected him to go to the conference championship in year one. And he built a team in the transfer portal. He may have done it again this year. We'll wait and see. But I think yeah. he proved in this world of NIL well, and transfers that – Because be that's done. actually a heavy conversation going yeah. around. And he did do a good job with it. So did Mail in year one. He kind of did the same thing there. But I don't think you can do that reliably. I think you're going to see that. Right. I think. I mean, that is an exception. I mean, it. USC has not won in a while. They are still one of the marquee names in college yep. football. I don't think anybody disagrees with that. And obviously, Lincoln Riley has produced like 17 Heisman winners. Yep. He can't win a big game, but the dude can. He can produce <laughs> yeah. some. He can produce some. That defense is killer. He got. He got close. He got close. Which I will say this. You know, I. I crapped on USC in the last in the yeah. in the preview yeah. show which you know making making preseason predictions five months ahead of time isn't the wisest thing no, you can do which we're actually we're actually going to do that now 100 days out but um but I think looking back the Pac-12 really wasn't good they weren't I mean they weren't they I weren't. mean outside of Utah who as sad as it is if Utah doesn't drop you know one more game they probably do go to the natty yeah or not the natty but to the playoffs right. which we both predicted we had the same exact final four I mean, yeah, looking back, it's almost like, well, with that yeah. offense, I mean, just Jordan Addison and Caleb oh, yeah. combined. Yeah. Well, and I mean, granted, to my point, I'm not saying that it has been yet to prove you can build a program off of a transfer Right, portal, you can build a good year. But you can build a year. Yeah. And you could potentially build, hasn't been done yet, but he got mm-hmm. relatively close, Yeah, a playoff contending program. And to be honest with you, after this year, it gets even easier. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm with Josh. You know, I was watching Josh Pate recently. I've been doing a ton of work just preparing for this right here. And, I mean, I agree with him. I think guidelines are coming. Yeah. Kirby even actually talked about it recently in on an interview. Guide, rails are coming oh, yeah, 100%. To, to limit what we can Because it pretty much is the wild, wild west now. Oh, yeah. Which is, you know, it's still – it's like Josh Pate said. It's still fun to watch. No, yeah. Nothing's oh, – yeah. he, he pitched it. He goes – Let's go to week four of this season. This is this was his pitch, and yeah. I was like, this is perfect. FSU-Clemson, FSU's up 
you know, 17 to 20. Clemson has the ball on like fourth and one on the on FSU's 30-yard line, and they're going for it in the fourth quarter. Do you care at all about NIL or transfer no, no, portal? Not at no, all. you just love college football. Oh, yeah. College football will still be, it will be fine. We're moving to 12 teams. Yeah. That's another thing that we got in the offseason. Yeah. Um, so now let's actually hit some some big points. You 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 referenced it. Let's start Michigan TCU. Okay. What a, possibly a better game oh, yeah. than what we saw later that night. Yeah. That game was incredible. It was. We see Harbaugh fall once again yeah. at kind of the last minute. What are your thoughts? It, it it almost part of me, you know, I made a, I made a Facebook post during that game that Michigan really shows that they're just a regular season team. And that may have been over, an over-exaggeration. I think, you know, Josh Pate references this a lot. There's a difference between can't and haven't. And to this point, Michigan has yet to prove that they can win a playoff game. Obviously, been back-to-back years, got embarrassed last year by Georgia. This year was a lot closer, but when you think about that game, that game was just destined for Michigan to lose that game. I mean, you had, you know – JJ, very very controversial call yeah. there. That JJ McCarthy from about the forty five chunks it. Dude catches on the one, maybe two, falls backwards. They call it down to the one. I mean, could have been called a touchdown. I think like it was very very close. Oh, there are people that still but, swear that was a oh, touchdown. Yeah. But the very next play, Michigan fumbles ball at the goal line. TC recovers. He also threw what two two pick two sixes. pick sixes. Yeah, you don't win many ball no, games doing that. And it's just like that game. I still think almost Michigan was the better team, but you come away from that game thinking like TCU got the breaks and the breaks just swung their way and they get into the national championship and it's just they did. Which they had some bad luck. Blake Corum yeah, played did. like a snap. Yeah. And he was I mean, arguably probably the best player on that team. Oh yeah. He's coming back. So. That's big he for is, them. That's big for them, yeah. But yeah, so I, I, I agree with all your sentiments there. Um I was just yeah, I mean you don't win many good ball games throwing two pick sixes no matter what happens no, in the you game. Don't. Later that night, yeah, Georgia and Ohio State. Georgia and Ohio State. I'll let you. I think everybody who's listening to this podcast knows what happened in that game. Yeah. They've seen it. They probably watched replays of it. If you're a college football fan, I know me and you have. Yeah. Tell me your thoughts. You know, one also also for those of people who don't know, completely unbiased opinion. Yeah. Like honestly, like yeah. that is the approach to this podcast. If you've never listened to it, if you listen to every episode, everything you're about yeah. to hear is unbiased. You know, I, I'm going to do a quick, like, one-minute recap here of the season, just the way I felt about the season. You know, I was at the Oregon game week one, Georgia versus Oregon and Mercedes-Benz. I think I called you after that, and I said, dude, we can't lose. No. <laughs> and I, you watch that game. Sanford was a little iffy, and then you watch South Carolina, and you just look at this team like, they are just God-tier. Like, I mean, they're just dominating everybody. And then they have that stretch of games where you almost lose to Mizzou in Missouri. And, like, there's so many slow starts. And it gets so stressful as a fan to watch this when you saw weeks one through three and are like, we're dominant. But all of that stress combined was infinitely less stressful than that night. And as as fun as it is to look back on it and think about how great that game is, I just remember wanting to throw up for, like, 59 minutes. Even really and truly 59 minutes 58 seconds roughly yeah I mean it was it was just incredible like Ohio State first of all I think it we we have to we can't talk about this game without talking about CJ Stroud the knock on CJ Stroud constantly was he never uses his legs he will not he just stays in the pocket and this was a perfect example of CJ bowing up and showing what that guy could do 
on a on the biggest stage of his college career. He consistently would move the pocket, avoid the pressure, find the open receiver. And granted, Ohio State's got seventy two receivers at any point Bats. in time, but he he would find the open receiver constantly. Georgia struggled consistently to get pressure, and I mean at times like even the offense looked lost. Like I remember going in the second half or going like finishing up the first half. Stetson almost throwing a pick, which would have probably sealed the game if he had done that because Ohio State easily would have scored again. But, I mean, Ohio State had their A-plus game going all night. Georgia, at best, probably their C, C C-minus game. And down twice, down by 14 points, found a way consistently to come back. And then, obviously, it ended with probably one of the most stressful drives I've ever seen in less than a minute. C.J. Stroud leads them into what we think is field goal range. Which we learned kind of after the fact and during the fact too that probably wasn't even close. Probably wasn't even close. I mean, the guy had only made I think what they said like a twenty-seven yarder yeah. on mm-hmm. average in, during the season. Yep. And this was closer to fifty. Which he had Just, made like a, in that yeah. game he made like a 40, yeah. 48 or forty-nine. Yeah. So, I mean, it was possible. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. But you know, I mean, thankfully for us, as we're sitting there about to vomit on the carpet, he shanks it left right at midnight. The ball hits. Georgia rushes the field. Stetson comes out one more time to kneel it down, and heck, were, just heck of a ball game. But man, that one the was rest is history. One for the ages. That was that. Honestly, that was one of the. I mean, obviously, being a fan, I think, and having a stake in it probably made it more. I mean, that's probably one of the greatest ball games I've ever watched. And oh, coming out so. on the winning yeah. side definitely helps help say that. But I agree. I mean, looking back on it, C.J. Stroud just ha- just played incredible. I think he probably cemented his draft stock. He ends up going oh, number, yeah. number two overall in that game because he I really thought he should have put him at number one. But that's, I agree. That's an argument for I another day. I completely agree. But, um, but, yeah, he looked – he just looked fantastic. And, I mean, yeah. we would get pressure, but we couldn't get surrounding pressure. He would scramble out. And then you have some of the greatest wide receivers in college football just running a scramble drill. Oh, yeah. And it's like me saying, hey, keep up with me. I know where I'm going. You oh, don't. Yeah. And good luck. And, obviously, Georgia's, Georgia's secondary couldn't do that. That happens – and then Georgia and TCU roll their helmets out, and TCU has been on the record already saying we just weren't ready for that football game. Georgia wins to sixty-five to seven. Yeah, I have that right? Dominant. Um, Should be really, sixty-six. It really, yeah, it really was. And and I, I actually watched like Skip and Shannon recap this game. Probably should not have been near that bad. Georgia just yeah. Georgia broke them early and then just kept going. I mean, yeah. like Branson Robinson's just running for touchdowns in the oh, fourth yeah. quarter when the game's been over since about the first. But, yeah, Georgia wins. It's natty. Um, I think surrounding that game, there was two storylines coming out. Georgia's now a dynasty, and, you know, X, Y, and Z that goes with yeah, that. Yeah. People can argue semantics and all that stuff. I, I really don't don't want to bother with that right now. And the second one was, should TCU have even been there? I still stand by the fact TCU earned their shot yeah. and beat who they needed to. Oh, yeah. Every single – only three teams – off the top of my head, there might have been an FCS team. Only three teams went undefeated last year. Yeah. Georgia, Michigan, and TCU. That shows how difficult that it was to do. Oh, yeah. And TCU beat one of those undefeated teams to get there. Oh, yeah. They just ran up into a buzzsaw. It didn't work out yeah. for them. They also played terrible. They like, did. Georgia played the game of their life. Like, Georgia played perfect. Oh, yeah. Stetson came out and said that was cold, hard execution. Yeah. And TCU probably played the worst game of their life. Max Duggan, like, he deer in headlights. Yeah. When, uh, when he was kind of him – Oh, yeah. Look, go, going into that game. So, Georgia wins its second national title. We pay a bunch of, m- bunch yeah, of money bunch in of money. merchandise and whatnot. And now, we get to look on to the future. 
We do. So here is where we get to have some fun. And this is not the episode where we will make our preseason predictions in terms of who will win the national championship. Uh, which you can just take to the bank, will happen, whoever we predict, it's going to happen, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. But we are going to begin with a little bit of factor crap moving forward. Um, we're going to make some predictions, some kind of wide scope predictions for next season, and take it to the bank, whatever we say is going to happen. No, here's the, here is the, uh, the blanket statement. Making preseason predictions without seeing anything is very, uh, not the, it's unsmart, it's ungood, but for your enjoyment and ours, we're going to do it anyway. Yeah. Hit us with our first factor crap. All right. Uh, so, one of the storylines come out of the season, not, it didn't even come out this season, uh, Brian Harson, Auburn head coach. Gone. Obviously gone. Uh, a lot of smoke around who the Auburn new Auburn head coach would be. Obviously, it was Lane Kiffin for a minute. Uh, there was some, and it was Lane yeah, Kiffin. It, yeah. was, it was Lane Kiffin for a minute. That's there was been, some back and forth that between has been him confirmed. and the reporter. But, you know, obviously it didn't happen. Hugh Freeze. Finally comes back to the SEC. Uh, Great hire. I, oh, yeah. So, if I'm an Auburn fan, I love that. I, can, I can't believe there are Auburn fans who wasn't just thrilled with yeah. that hire. Oh, yeah. Uh, but let me set this up for you. So, last year, there was another first-year SEC head coach in Brian Kelly who ran into Tuscaloosa. and He did a, go there, didn't he? Yeah. He on, did. a, on a two-point conversion in the game, wins the game and beats Nick Saban his first year. Not many people have ever done Not that. Not many people. So, uh, my my question for you is, fact or crap, Hugh Freeze in year one beats Nick Saban in Alabama. Oh, that is such a good question, man. I wish I could rub the old crystal ball and tell you. Because, listen, there's only been maybe two people on planet Earth that come to my head yeah. who have proven that they have Nick Saban's number. Yeah. Gus, Malzahn, and Hugh Freeze. I yep. believe Hugh Freeze beat him twice when Hugh was at Ole Miss. Now you incorporate the whole, I mean, it, it's not real, but it is real, the whole Auburn voodoo thing. Yeah. Everybody talks about how crazy that is. Yeah. Um, which, off the top of my head, is that game in Tuscaloosa? It is in Auburn. It is in Auburn. Oh, gosh. You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say he does. I'm going to say facts. Yeah. Here's, here's, here's what I'm looking at right here. And this kind of alludes to where we're going with this whole conversation about playoff. Alabama does not have one good quarterback. No. They have three, what we can see at this moment, mediocre quarterbacks. Yeah. Who's going to start? I don't know. We'll see. I don't believe the kid transfers from Notre Dame with his old offensive coordinator and his offensive coordinator says, hey, I want you to come here and ride the bench. That's yeah, tough for me to I picture. Um, yeah, I don't. I just, I just, I think they get them. I yeah. do. I don't – and, of course, Mo I mean, we're going to assume Peyton Thorne is going to be our Michigan State transfer into Auburn. Yeah. He'll be your starter. We know they return Tank Bigsby, great running back. Yeah. And this is going to be a spoiler for our future prediction, probably the best transfer portal class in the nation is the Auburn Tigers. They have a good one. Another they one. have a great one. The voodoo in that stadium, Hugh Freeze plus Nick Saban, Hugh Freeze gets the win. Come on, make me a profit, Hugh. Oh, um, I, I think I think the one thing needs to be said about this prediction is everything you said about quarterbacks is true. Like, and granted, like I don't know what Auburn's going to look like a quarterback. Obviously, we think it's Peyton Thorn, but we haven't seen Peyton Thorn take a snap at Auburn. We'll say last, he will be mediocre consistently. Yeah, I mean, last year he didn't have a great year at Penn or at Michigan State, but we've seen him flash some greatness at Michigan State when he, you know, the year before last when he had a running game. So 
you know, maybe that's it. But Which I think I could have been a good quarterback with Kenneth Walker the third. Yeah, that's true, too. I, I will say this right now. This prediction could very well change week two if Alabama runs Jalen Milrow out there and they absolutely decimate Texas. That being said, I don't trust Alabama's quarterback situation right now at all. I cannot trust them to win big games. It doesn't matter how bad Auburn has been. The Iron Bowl is always a good game. Like the, the the two hate each other, and it being in Auburn this year just absolutely throws the, the voodoo at Auburn. between them hedges. Bro. I know them shrubs. So I I do want to say this though. Just just looking back, I've watched I watched a lot of spring game content in the last month. Yeah, since I've been out of school, and I watched that Alabama spring game, and. I'm sitting there, and my wife is beside me. I'm watching it on my laptop. We were actually in Dothan because it was we we have been on this vacation. And the first quarter, I'm like, what? I'm like, come on, what is going on? Yeah. And that dude from about the 40 yard line, talking about Jalen Milrow, runs a read option. Yeah. And I literally out loud went, whoa. I'm talking like shot out of a cannon. Oh yeah. Like one of one type movement, just yeah. straight bullet. And that is the moment where I said, I get it. Yeah. Like, I, I understand why his throwing motion looks so weird yeah. to me. It's inconsistent. He can't hit a deep ball from what we've seen. But, man, if they build it around like a Jalen Hurt style throw, maybe 10 to 16 times a ball oh, yeah. game and just run everywhere else, they got a shot. But for now, I'm with you. Well, I don't know if you're I, with me. I do want to say I do want to say this, though. Before anybody calls me saying something biased against Alabama – if Jalen Milrow is on the football field, he is the most athletic kid on no the football doubt. field. No doubt. I'm telling you, it's special. He is He is all kinds of it athletic. It is special. For, for what I have seen of him, he can't throw worth a darn. But, I mean, you don't ever know, too. Like, that kid, like, maybe Tommy Reese comes in and teaches him something over the summer or, you know, in fall Or maybe Jalen Milrow ain't even the one who goes out there. I mean, even Jalen Milrow. But, I will. I mean, everybody needs to know that right now. Jalen Milrow, when he's on that oh, football he's field, special. he's yeah. the most athletic kid. So, so what are you saying, fact or crap? I don't know if you ever said. Oh, I said crap. Did you? Or no, I, was, I said I said fact. Yeah. So said, you think you you think yes. you get some? Dang, yeah, we're two of two. A little bash brothers uh, cohesion yeah. here already. Uh, this this is an interesting one. I, I think the way I worded this makes it an easy crap, but I, I could have worded this better. Uh, so Colorado has a new head coach, Mr. Deion Sanders. By the way, who's been absolutely killing it on the recruiting trail, like wow. for Colorado <laughs> especially. But, what a controversy uh, that has been. Yeah, it has been. Uh, year one, Deion Sanders has a winning record. No. For crap. Crap. Oh. Um, which I, I, I've gone on record already, I think like three months ago, three or four months ago, I tweeted something out. I just don't I don't see it. I think, I'll, another spoiler alert for things that to come, I think they play in the best conference in college football this year. I think top to bottom – Spearheaded by USC, Utah, Washington, Oregon. Oregon State's going to be a contender in there. Arizona State now with with their new coach. I think they've got a good football team. Top to bottom, they play in the toughest conference in college football. They play TCU week two, I believe. I think it's week one. It might be, it's it might, week one or two. It might, it might be week two, which that that's not looking good. Yeah. So I mean, it's I I I just I do not think so. The controversy surrounding Dion. I really don't necessarily have a problem with it. I definitely don't have a problem with telling somebody, 
hey, you know, you're probably not going to play here, so if you want to take that information and do with it what you will, you know, yeah. kicking them out the door in a sense. You know, this. so is life. Life is tough. Football's tough. Um, he has been killing it in the transfer portal. There have been obviously way more kids go to Colorado that ever would have gone to Colorado unless oh, yeah. Deion Sanders went there. Prime time will shine. Yeah. But he'll shine to about four or five wins. Yeah. At best. Let me ask you this. I'm just going to reword this a little bit here. If he comes to Colorado, let's just say, because the Pac-12 was up last year too, let's just say two years ago, and does, does the same thing, like gets all the recruits he's gotten this year, all that good stuff, do you think mm-hmm. he could have potentially had a winning record two years ago in the Pac-12? That was before Lincoln Riley was there, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think so. Because, they're. Re- I mean, that was like Jacob Beeson was at Washington, which wasn't great. Oregon wasn't fantastic. Utah wasn't what it is now. I mean, they played hard defense. I, I mean, I'm going to go with with this roster. I mean, I would say maybe. It's just yeah. too hard to tell because, I, I, like I said, I think now at best he's getting five wins. It's also so, a I curveball because we'd have to go back two years. Yeah, it is. That's, I'm, trying to, yeah, I'm trying to talk through what – which, I mean, USC was bad. That was the year that yeah. Helton got fired, I yeah. believe, um, which would then lead to – Lincoln Riley coming into USC. I'm going to go with – which Mario Cristobal was still at Oregon there yeah. too. Um, I'm going to go with no. I don't think yeah. so. I just don't – I don't think they're – I think all the shine and stuff is good, but yeah. you're putting lipstick on a pig. I mean, yeah. I, I really oh, do yeah. think that. I think in time he could turn Colorado around. I think Colorado is a stepping stone for Dion. I think Dion Probably has so. bigger plans. I still thought that Dion had a good shot at Auburn, which I think Cadillac had a really good shot at Auburn. Yeah, yeah. Great pickup there for them to keep him. But I'm going to go no. Now crap yeah. on both. I, I wish, I really wish when we were talking about doing this, I'd reworded this question because I think a good question would have been Does Deion Sanders become bowl eligible in his first year at Colorado? No to that as well. See, I, think I mean, I that's six opposite. wins. You I think, think he'd get six wins? I think he'd get, I think Deion Sanders. You need to take $10 and drive think, to the legal first betting all, state. And first put of it all, on that. I, think, I think winning record is crap, by the way. I'm just, I'm going to say that right now. Right. But I really think Deion's sweet spot this year is going to be four to six. Like, I think that's going to be a sweet spot. I mean, you like, we can't underestimate, not underestimate, we can't undersell how much talent he has brought in this program comparative to what it was either. Like, he's brought in some talent. I mean, getting Travis Hunter to come with him, granted, Travis Hunter went with him to Jackson State. Like, it was obviously, you know, a favorite for him. But getting the number one recruit two years ago to come with you to Colorado, that's saying something. Getting Cormani McLean to flip from Miami to come play for you, that's saying something. I think Dion has a really good shot to build Colorado into something that people can at least be proud of. Okay, let's Brandon. run. I brought up their schedule. Okay. Let's run it down, and you and I will say win or loss. Week one, TCU. Loss. I'm going to say loss. They're going to lose that football game. Week two at Nebraska, Matt Rule, they run into Nebraska week two. I'm going to say loss. Loss, I agree. Colorado State. Win. We'll give them that one. Yeah. Oregon in week four. Loss. USC week five. Loss. Arizona State week six. I'm, I got them at a loss. I'll say a win, possibly. Okay, I'm at three losses. Stanford. I'll say win. Possibly. Stanford was re- probably one of the worst football teams yeah. in, in college football last year. UCLA, Loss. Hey, UCLA, they're yeah. not. They're not. Be, well, I mean, UCLA forward. too has been highly inconsistent. I will say they have that uh, Dante. I think Dante Moore is his name, the yeah. new quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, that kid could ball out, or he could be, you know, have first year jitters. I mean, like, 
well. So that's could, a throw up. So could Deion's son. Who, uh, that's true, too. I mean, not not bad by any means, but you're playing D1 football for the first I'll time. I'll give it a life. loss just based off this last year, but I'm not I'm not stamping that one. I'm, like, I'm stamping that a loss. Oregon State. I'm going to say loss. I'm going to say loss yeah. as well. Arizona. Win. Washington State. I agree. I agree with you on Arizona. I disagree on Washington State and Colorado. I mean, Wait, sorry, are, sorry. I said they are Colorado. Utah, Utah. That's a loss. You just gave them four wins, and that to me, that's the best. I think case. Gave them five. Was it five? I think you said, you said Arizona State, Arizona, Arizona, Arizona Stanford, Washington State, Stanford, Colorado State, and then I said one more. Arizona, Arizona State, Washington State, Colorado State, and Stanford, Stanford. So that's okay, five. So you gave them five. I gave them five. So there you go. And I, but I mean, like, too, we can't. Like, and I still, I we're, don't think they're getting fired. But let, let, let's just let's just talk about it, like, kind of objectively here too, okay. though. Like, we're we're giving them all those losses. There are very good odds they could flip one of those. Oh yeah, games. they could screw around and win one. And they so, could, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, even even if they flip one game, like, if, let's just say they get all the wins I said and then flip one game, they're bowl eligible. If they there. get, if they are bowl eligible, I'll be shocked. I am kind of surprised they don't have any like FCS schools on that schedule, like at all. Yeah. Like, is, I mean, it's, I it's all Power 5 schools. It is, yeah. Well, the, I mean, two of their non-conferences, TCU and Nebraska. I mean, that's brutal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. I mean, that is tough to, to be year one. That is uh, – That's why I'm asking. Like, That's rough. You know, they're 1-11 last year. Th- there's no world to me where Dion does not surpass what happened last year at Colorado. Like, he is 100% going to be better than last year, I think. But it's like, what, what happens if he comes in just two years ago? Like, what – I just – it's a different conversation. Yeah, I mean, but. last year they were one and eleven. It's not. not oh yeah, no, no, not no, no, going to yeah. be super, super tough to yeah. improve there. But okay, so we're both crap on that one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Look, no, come continue the Bash Brothers camaraderie here. All what right. you got next? Uh, I think this is the last one I have, unless you have another one you want to go in after. But all right, uh, there are several teams that I think if you break down the Power Five conferences that are playoff contenders like there's a very good shot they're going to make the playoffs or they could make the playoffs i'll, I'll say this because I, I i helped we i helped you write this one this was my kind of brainchild here the way i set it up was we enjoy sports betting even though yeah. we're not great at it not at all not great at it i would say looking at these teams who would i go into a sports book and take a hundred dollars of my own money and lay it on this team to win a national title and feel like I had a realistic chance. Yeah. Run those teams down for us. Okay, so the teams we came up with, I think there's 10, but we didn't really count. So, y'all bear with us on that. The teams we came up with were the University of Georgia, Ohio State University, Michigan, Florida State, Clemson, Bama, LSU, USC, the senior, not the junior, uh, Utah, and Texas. Those are the teams that we think are contenders in this year's playoff. So, factor crap, one team that we did not list winds up making the playoff. I have to go fact. And here's why I have to go fact. Because if you look at the years of the college football playoff, which now we have a pretty good sample size, normally there is a team that is an outlier. Yep. Michigan State, yep. like year one. I mean, obviously TCU. last year was one of the biggest They were outliers. like ninth odds on favorite to win to win their, their conference. conference. Yes, and they, man, well, wish I would have had money on that. Wouldn't that have been awesome? Yeah. I have to say fact. Which, granted, they didn't win their conference. Right, gotta, they did. Yes, that is very true. That. that is true. They made it to the championship. They, they did. They dropped the ball in the last minute. Didn't that game go to overtime? Yeah, it went to overtime. here or there, but yes. Max Duggan ball. almost died on that field. He really did. He was like, don't touch me, pal. My spleen's about to erupt. Okay, okay. I'm going to go fact. And I will throw it to Penn State. Okay. Penn State makes the run. 
new quarterback who came in last year, balled out. The best running back room in college football on paper is Penn State. Yeah. Always got a decent defense. The schedule looks good outside of having to play both Michigan and Ohio State, which yeah. is just an unfortunate being in your conference. I'm going to say fact, Penn State, and I would put a – I would – if I could take – okay, if I could take the field, if you said, okay, $100 on one of those teams or the field, give me the field. Well, obviously one of those teams that we just listed is going to make it. I'm saying I would put $100 You're saying on put $100 everyone on on the playoff being made up of four of those teams we listed or at least one person from the field yes. getting in. Oh, I take Give me the, the field. field. Yeah, yeah, give me the field. What about you? Fact no, correct? No, it's fact for me. I mean, this is just off the top of my head. You, Penn State, I think, is probably one of the best bets to get in over in, in a spot over one of those schools. But, I mean, like you, Big 12, we don't know what's going to happen. Oklahoma could be up and up this year, and we just don't know it. I mean, TCU came out of nowhere last year. They were phenomenal. Um, we know Texas, Texas A&M is the yeah. fourth best odds to win the SEC. I mean, yeah. they got a shot. They have one of the most talented rosters. And no Connor doubt. Wagman's coming back, going to be healthy, you got to figure. Um, to me, when you start thinking about, like, uh, the Pac-12, to me there are about four other schools in the Pac-12 other than USC who could very well win that conference and be a playoff contender. Well, the, one of the highest odds, as you just alluded yeah. to, in Pac-12, Washington. Yeah. Michael Penix yeah. Jr., a lot of people are thinking he comes back and he competes for the Heisman Trophy. And a lot of people in their playoff predictor have Washington yeah. in there. Yeah. I think that might be the one that I would pick just because, to me, Penn State has a heavy row to hoe. I mean, like, Ohio oh, State facts. and Penn yeah. State have – or Ohio State and Michigan have been concrete in what they have done over the last couple of years. The Pac-12, as good as they are, I'm telling y'all, they are the quarterback conference this year. They have so many highly touted quarterbacks in that conference that it's just not even funny. But Michael Penix Jr. returned to Washington, and all these other Pac-12 schools are still working to get their feet up under them. I think Washington has a really, really good shot to make some noise. I mean, they did well last year. And this is year two of him in that program. I'm gonna pick Washington, but man, that's going it's gonna be just looking through their just looking through their schedule, they do have to play Oregon, USC, and Utah. They do draw all three of them. Whew. Oregon's another team who we didn't mention, who yeah. Bo Nix returning for his nineteenth season. Yeah. He definitely played well last year. I mean, he had Heisman odds oh, going yeah, into he last year. He's definitely he got Heisman odds going into this he year. Did. I don't think that's a I mean, I'm with you. I wish the sports book would give us that bet. Yeah. $100 on any team that's not in that 10 that we listed. They probably would listen to a different 10 than we listed, though, too, <laughs> at some point. Hey, best odds to win a national title. You, We looked at that list yeah, earlier. I mean, there's, I yeah. mean, there's some outside shots, but 100%. not bad money there. Not bad money. All right, one last one. Yeah. Great pitch. Go yeah. ahead. Lay okay. it on us. Okay. I got one, and this is more for our personal pleasure. A little, self in, a little self-indulgent. Yeah. Uh, Stetson Bennett. Is the last player not the last player, but Stetson Bennett will be one of the last players at the University of Georgia to wear the number thirteen. Yes, hang it in the rafters, build him a statue. Kirby will get a statue too when it's all said and done. Depending yep. on, I mean, he's already had enough success. Vince has a statue, and Vince only had one. Kirby now has two, should be three. Tyler Simmons was on sides. <laughs> I still say that. I still think about that all the time. That we're one blown call away yep. because anybody who knows college football knows if that play goes the way it should have gone. Oh yeah, Georgia. Nine times out of ten wins that ball game. Probably so. And Georgia has three national titles on the docket. But that's neither here nor there. That's perfectly fine. 
Uh, yes, retire 13. I still claim I'm the one who started that. Hang it in the rafters. Put it next to Herschel and all the other, the, 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 the three others. Yep. And uh, and put his statue out front. I agree. I think with Stetson too, like you have to just appreciate the guy's story. Like walk on the University of Georgia. Like all he did was dream of playing at the university. Walks on. Obviously, when he gets there, Jacob Eason's there. Jake Fromm's there. Like you're not going to play. So goes to a community college in Mississippi. Did make the last chance. You unfortunately, but he was he was around the I same been, area. That would have been sick. Dude. Oh, 100 <laughs> percent. But wins the national title in, in Junco in Mississippi, I believe. He but did, yep. Gets a scholarship, comes back. I mean, he still won has everywhere to, he's going. Yeah, still has to sit back a little bit. You know, obviously. No, Todd told him, you're yeah. third string, brother. Oh, yeah. 2020, you know, obviously had to play behind Dwan, and then he played until he didn't, and then JT comes in. And, you know, two years ago, we think JT's going to be the savior. And Stetson, you know, he never says, lost a game. Never. <laughs> well, he did lose one game. What game did he lose? He lost the SEC championship. Or JT, you're talking about. Yeah, I'm talking oh, about JT. Sorry, sorry. I was no, like, JT, I know still. JT did not lose a game. It was like 7-0. Um, yeah. But, you know, I mean, like, I, I appreciate so much of what he said is, like, you know, he never really tried to do too much. He just came in every day and did what he thought was right. And I, you know, he stuck it out. And obviously, two-time national champion. I, I think 100%. Hey, nobody else in Georgia history has won two national championships, not a quarterback. He, re- he leaves as a Burlesworth Trophy winner, given to the best walk-on uh, our best player that started their career as a walk-on that year and a Heisman finalist. I think there's just no way that you don't give him a retired number, especially when you think about the ones that are retired up there that being the Georgia greats. Yep, especially, yeah. And a Heisman finalist, I think, helps out. Yep. All right, one more question for you. We're sitting in this room here. I think you were about to ask what I was about to ask you. That'd be crazy. What's your favorite piece That's of memorabilia? Exactly <laughs> that is exactly what I'm about to ask. Oh, okay, my gosh. We're in your room here. And, like, you, you've been collecting now, like, three, four years, something like that? Probably. Somewhere around there. What is what what, what is the piece? Like, this place catches on fire. You can only grab one piece. What are you grabbing? It, it, it's super large, but I think this piece above my computer is one of my favorites. That is serious. Um, cool. I mean, that is so a special it is, piece. It is a canvas that was created after the first national title. I wish you had two of them. So that'd yeah, be so it would sick, be. dude. That would be great. But it's got uh, George Pickens, Brock Bowers, and the Kobe Dean Stetson Bennett on the forefront. And I have gotten it signed by all four guys. And it's framed up in a black frame. It, does, it looks so good. It really looks really good. Couple pieces that I really like that wouldn't necessarily be my favorite. I love that Malachi Starks picture. I know it's just kind of a random eleven by no, fourteen. I, no, but that's a, I mean, that's, what an being, iconic moment. What a what a at we- that game and what a and, what a introduction to college yeah, football. Absolutely. And then of course my my two jersey frames. I have Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle framed together with a picture in between, and then Chipper and Andrew Jones framed with a picture in between. But those I think would be my top. You're not grabbing the diploma. Three. Nah, I get them to mail me another I st- one. I still don't have my of all the things I have hung and framed. Yep. Don't do not have my diploma framed at all. So we were sitting in your office right now. What would be the one piece you would be like? Oh, that that's it. That's that's the one. Dude, I have no. I really. I mean, my favorite piece that I own is the uh, the David Pollock Herschel Walker piece. Oh yeah, it's not. Yep. It's not still not signed by Herschel Walker just yet. But uh, but it's signed by David, and and that's probably my favorite piece, just because David's my favorite player. Yeah, my David Pollock jersey is pretty special too, because it's my childhood jersey, and I met him and got to like tell him the story of yep. all that. That's pretty special to me too. Um, we've done a lot in the last. We've met a lot. I mean, yep. we literally got to go to a private signing with Nick Chubb. Yeah, probably the best running back in the NFL. Oh yeah, and sit there and just 
say hey to him yeah. and like go to his old oh, high yeah. school. I mean, we're going to meet Sonny Michelle here in about two weeks, Lord willing. It's next week. Oh, ne- yeah. That's it's next a, Saturday. Well, a lot of traveling. Oh, yeah. 100%. But I mean, we've like pretty much, you name them on the last two national championship teams that made an impact and we got to, yeah, we've we got met, to at least say hey some and, way, shape, or form. and get them to write their name on something. Paid them some money. but <laughs> We did. We did do that. Yeah. This stuff ain't free, that's for sure. One more big announcement that me and Jordan have to make here. Any idea what I'm alluding to? I have no clue what you're alluding to right now. This is a big. I mean, this is a big announcement. I mean, we had a lot of people recruiting us in the NFL. Oh my god! We had a lot of teams. Where's this going? A lot of teams recruiting us for. Uh, oh, for I know our, what you're yeah, talking about. You know about. where I'm going now. I don't know if you've noticed on social media. I follow them on everything now. I like, didn't know that. I'm dialed, brother. Me and Jordan are now fans of the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. <laughs> like legit. Like and. To somebody, this might sound like, wait, what? Okay, so for a little context, I've been a Falcons. My grandmother was a Falcons fan. Yeah. I've been. A, I mean, I have Falcons clothes. Like I'm a, fa- I'm a Falcons fan. I say that in parentheses. I do not care about Falcons football like I care about Georgia or Atlanta Braves or uh, my Los Angeles Clippers. I am a fan of the LA Clippers. I have been now for when were we in sixth grade? 12, 13 years ago. God, I, well, I mean, we graduated in twenty twelve. Yeah. So a long, long time ago. Yeah, long time ago. Um, because I just said, I'm going to pick a terrible team and we're going to ride with them. And hey, they're still still terrible. They're not terrible, but yeah. gosh, we can't win anything. Um, and I told Jordan last year after Stet won the first natty, I said, if he goes and plays football, which we believed he would go to the NFL, yeah. even after last year, I said, day one, we become a fan of that team. And we hope it's not like the Eagles or something because they just won, you know, they just competed. Right. Or like Kansas City because we're not bad, which... Los Angeles did win one in the last yeah. three years. I got my Matthew Stafford sign Super Bowl football on the way. The, the, yeah. No, I'm like, sure you do. You paid uh, five thousand dollars for that football. Probably close you to it, to be honest. So yeah, we are now. How does it feel to be an LA Rams fan? I don't know. We'll figure out when NFL starts. I still. I mean, like I, I've spent years. Oh, dude, watching pr- and dude, passing. I cannot tell you how. Which I mean, I, I I love football. I know you don't. You don't a ton get into the NFL, but like. Every Sunday that I can, like yep. I'm watching football. So like now I got to find a way to like, I promise I will, be, especially if he plays. Oh yeah, I will be extremely passionate about the Los oh, Angeles yeah. Rams. Them and my Clippers, bro. Be, I'm LA and Georgia. It'll be interesting. I mean, it's just, I think there's an interesting dynamic when you're just picking a team and being like, I'm going to be passionate about them, and we're going to go from. Oh there. no, you got to build. You got to build. build. Oh yeah. no, it 100 percent has to so. build. It, yeah, it's got to. It's got to mean something, but. I truly believe in in two to three years, Stetson Bennett will be the starting quarterback at the Los, at the Los Angeles Rams. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be a fun ride. I really do believe it's that. Be a fun I really ride. do. So hey, LA's in our blood now. Which yeah. LA's been in my blood. Come on, go, come on, play Atlanta, Atlanta one clips. time. Oh, dude, could you imagine a signed Stet Rams jersey next to a signed Stet Georgia jersey? Would be sick. It'd be nasty. Wait, do you have you have a signed Stet jersey? It's in the closet. So just not up framed. yet. I, don't I mean, I don't have any more room. I was going to say I don't have mine framed either, and nor do I have room for it. We just looked at all your jerseys. You got twenty jerseys between Atlanta and Georgia. I think so. Yeah. I have eighteen signed Georgia jerseys, just just chilling, just chilling in a random closet. Yeah. One day when I have a loft or a basement, they'll all be yeah. somewhere. One day when I have a massive war- warehouse man cave, it will be all uh, all there. Yeah. Jordan, where can the people find you? Instagram, Twitter, jharris underscore six, uh, Facebook, Jordan Harris, and Monday through Friday in this office working away. There you go. You can find me at Connor Mason Chandler on Instagram, Connor Chandler on Connor underscore tw- Chandler on Twitter, Connor Chandler on Facebook, uh, Bass Brothers Podcast, wherever you choose to listen to your podcast, that being Apple Podcast, Spotify, 
you know, your grandma's walkie-talkie if it still works. I forgot we did that. Yeah, you never know. You never know. And next episode, the next episode that will debut on this podcast playlist will be our preseason prediction. So I'm excited. Yep. I'll I'll see you in a couple of weeks, and, uh, and we'll get that knocked out. All right? Sounds good to me. All right. To everybody, God bless. Go dogs. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. We'll see you next time. Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> As we messed that up, because it's been so long since we filmed a podcast. Until next time. We're the Bash Brothers. Signing off. Yerp. Yeah.